Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thank y'all for tuning in. Welcome to part two of this week's episode of In The Moment. Right, shout outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Because I swear to God, you probably even closer than you think. Shout out to Savannah on Instagram. I thought this was funny, and I told her that I was going to say it on my podcast because she made me laugh. She said, what do you have against shorts and hoodies? Remember, we were talking about the things that white people do that black people always talk about, but we don't ever really tell them yeah. on a big show. So we talked about how they sometimes wear shorts and hoodies. It'd be 20 degrees outside, and you're wearing shorts and hoodies. I'm like, so confused. Your legs don't just get cold? Are you not freezing? Yeah, what's going on, right? Uh, what were some of the other things, Katie, for those the listeners who may not have heard the big show where we discussed the things that white people do that black people never get to tell them. Pool days used to be used as also shower days. If you got in the pool, you didn't have to take a shower because that was the water. Yep. Forget about washing the chlorine off your body. Don't um, <laughs> don't close the blinds. Yeah, don't close the blinds. Don't wash your legs. Mm-mm. Don't use washcloths. Always making a casserole out of everything. Kiss the dogs in the mouth. Ugh. You can die from that, people. Don't understand personal space. Yep. Uh, Not the greatest at minding your business. Nope. Now, to our white listeners, we are not bashing you. This may feel like we are piling up on you, but this was a conversation amongst all of us where we were trying to figure out... Stereotypes. That are Bert they, and Kristen should have addressed. Are they accurate or not? Right. So, <laughs> one, one of the things was um, shorts and hoodies. What's the deal? And Savannah wrote and said, what do you have against shorts and hoodies? It's the same thing as wearing pants and a short sleeve shirt. Just opposite. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that shit was hilarious because she's right. Okay, but here's the thing. What? In the winter, I'm not wearing pants and a short sleeve shirt. I got a jacket on to cover my arms, too. That's a fact. Okay. You're right, though, right? Yeah, I guess. It's the season. It's because of the season. season. All right. That's what it is. It's It's the season. It's not exactly the shorts and the hoodie and the short sleeve and the jeans. Nah. All right, Savannah. So it was a good try because I respected it, but Katie don't. Nah, it's the season that you're doing that in. All right. So we clear? Yeah. All right. But that was hilarious. Shout out to Savannah. Who's next? Yo, shout out to Proposal and Cheat Clap. Cheek clap. Cheek clap? Yeah, he was clapping them cheeks, Katie. You ain't see it. No. What you mean? What are you talking about? I'm talking about my man (laughs) on Twitter that went viral and he proposed to his lady and then seconds after he got on the floor and he started twerking. He started shaking cheeks. What? You ain't see it? No. Why would he? What? What do you mean, why? I what, don't know why. What was the reason? I need I, to see this. What What was the reason? You didn't see it? He proposed and then started twerking? That was his happy dance? Yes. He proposed. Okay. And he was letting them cheeks go. Well, if that's that's how he shows his, his excitement. Um, oh, man. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I oh, guess. I hope I can find it. There it is. Katie, explain to me what you were watching as you watched Proposal and Twerk. 
All right, so this man is on bending knee, right? And he looks so excited. And he was about to put the ring on her hand, but he didn't. Now he started twerking. What? What is Whoa. going on? Hey, oh, Whoa, hey. but he's twerking with his knees. Yeah, not, oh, that man clapped the shoes. His Katie. knees are moving. He going back home. Whoa, whoa. Okay. What? Look, he dizzy. In jeans, mind he's you. He's dizzy. In I, jeans. He couldn't yeah. spread them right. And yeah. then he put the ring on her hand. She after, had to wait. And he's still, he's still doing a little dance. Oh, my God. He's still going. Oh. Is it? Whose proposal is it? Oh, wait. she's with it, though. And she's like, okay, that's my that's, baby. I'm going to stick beside him. Uh, Katie, what, what, is that a, what are we doing? Because I don't have an opinion here. This is all you. You got to tell how you feel about I, women. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't just um, halfway through the proposal, you show me the ring. Yeah. And I'm excited. You're about to put the ring on my hand. And you say, wait, 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 twerk session. Like who? What? Before I put this ring on your finger. I'm going ah, 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 yeah. to throw that ass back. Hey, throw that ass back. All right, all right. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah, no. take this ring. No. That's, that's not it? No. What is he doing? Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the proposal and cheek clap. That's and, then, not what it is. and then he's not even great at twerking. Like, he was. He, he looked like a fish out of water. Oh, that you, wasn't even twerking. You wanted him to be Meg? Like, if you're okay. going to do all that, yeah. be great at what you do. Yeah. But no. Now we got to go home, put yeah. some icy hot on your knees, yeah. knowing full well you got some scabs and stuff on that, uh-huh. all because you wanted to have a middle twerk session Ooh. in the middle of a proposal. Okay. Like, what? Okay. Who are you? I don't know. That's not my I man. I would feel some type of way. Yeah, you should. I, I would feel some type of way. All right. We'll say less. That's, uh, that's not it, fellas. That's disturbing. Find another way. I'm disturbed. Whew. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. So, Kelly Rowland was speaking to Rosenberg mm-hmm. in an interview. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. I saw, like, a few clips of it. All right. I thought this was interesting because, whew, she kind of served him. Ain't no kind of. No, she served him. Mm. And I was happy. I was proud of it because... I think his way of thinking is what's wrong with so many people. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know what? I'm thankful for my brain. A lot of times I'm, uh, I get on this podcast and I don't really use it to its full capacity because I'm afraid of what people are going to say about the things that I think. But fuck that. Today, I'm going to be thankful. And I'm going to say it. Now, a part of what's wrong with society, in my humble opinion, is the fact that you see people in the stands yelling really, really nasty things at people on the court. Mm. But they paid all that money to watch the people on the court. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is Rosenberg literally said to her face in his own way, and you, matter of fact, you take what you want to take from it from the clip, and I'll tell you what I took. Angie gave you flowers Mm. for your ability to play second to Beyonce, Mm -hmm. which for so many, everyone who gets, I can only speak for me. Everyone who gets in the entertainment business mm-hmm. gets into it to be the man, right? Mm-hmm. Just me working with Ebro takes hates my it. own he ego. Hates it. Yeah, hates it. It's my own. Mm-hmm. My ego has to be in check. Even though when he's not here, I'm like, you know what? I kind of prefer Ebro come back. But <laughs> it takes. It, it does take an ego check. Mm-hmm. And you happen to be standing next to the brightest light on planet Earth. Like, you think Big Boy from Outcast has it tough being next to Andre. You're with Beyonce, and not only did you not, like, fight it, it seems like you really loved the position that you were in and took it seriously and here's, here's the thing light attracts light 
I am light. Mm. So I am a beautiful brown shining light. So I don't think anybody's light dims anyone else's. Mm. I think that when other people start to compare you, I think that that's when it shows how dim they are of themselves. Mm. So I don't take somebody else trying to dim my light anymore for anybody else. I love B. I know that she's a light, but I know that I'm a light too. Yeah. But it's also created such an interesting role for you where like, you could have rested on your laurels and just been like, hey, I'm a part of this iconic group. Mm -hmm. My best friend's the biggest star in the world. We kick ass. We're awesome. Yes, but and her and her best friend slash sister is one of the big stars in the world, too. <laughs> yes. So it's like people only see things one-sided. You know what I mean? So I don't like when they just put one person in one place. Like, we both shine together. Mm -hmm. I'm shining with Marseille. We're shining together. Right. It's always been like patriarchy to me. Or even now, like everybody's actually taken the hit of and start to believe this thing where, well, only one woman can do this and they shine the biggest. Right. My sister has knocked down doors and made positions for so many women uh, that look like her, that are deeper shades than her or mm -hmm. brighter or whatever, but specifically for black women and put black women in other places that, you know we're grateful for mm -hmm. you know what i mean but also somebody else did that for her and another mm -hmm. group has done that for and you're us. doing that for other and people. i do it for other brown girls <laughs> yeah. so it's yeah. just it's just a cycle and a space for all of us to open up doors for each other instead of compare don't be so limited all right so to me rosenberg was pretty much asking her how have you handled being in the spotlight of beyonce mm -hmm. and she said to him in her own way that's how you think. That's not how I think, right? Like, that's my sister. She's a queen. She's B. Y'all have accepted her as that. And yes, she's the biggest superstar in the world. Does that mean that I'm supposed to walk around and feel like Robin? No, because I'm a queen too, in my own right. Pop it. And she know that her sister is a queen. Mm -hmm. And this is what we got. And if you allow the outside world to somehow penetrate your mind, it will fuck you up and what you have with the person that you are actually on the court with. Does that make sense? Yeah. I hate that because we see that so often. And she said that to him, and he wasn't even, I guess, witty enough or quick enough to really pick up what she was putting down and then tried to ask the question in a different way to get a different answer when she already answered it. And to be completely honest... I was having a conversation with a business manager one day. And I think I made a joke about Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan. She said something to, to the extent of, well, you're number two. To say, because I was on someone else's show, well, I was Scottie Pippen. And this is something that I want to address because when we get into the Virgo talk that we are going into later... I think a lot of people will actually be surprised at the fact that they probably believe that any Virgo that they know is very blunt. Not realizing that the bluntness that you experience from a Virgo typically is actually filtered. Because in that moment, I was insulted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you would even say that to me. Number two to who? Because that's your mind. That ain't mine. That's why none of the groups ever really make it in life. That's why all of the athletes that got a one-two situation going on end up breaking up. The Shaqs, the Kobe's. We've spoke about this on in a moment in the past. And when I heard it, everything in my pride, my ego, my spirit wanted to be like, oh, I'm number two. Watch this. I'm about to usher this bitch. But why? 
it would have probably put me in a situation where I wasn't ready to be in because I was trying to prove something to somebody who wasn't even in the position that I was in. You see how quick that can happen? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think whoever the society felt like was number two in a situation has had to deal with that? I would imagine the whether you thought it was Kobe or Shaq or you thought it was Justin Timberlake or whoever, right? The situation goes on and on and on. It would be easy for Kelly to go, let me separate myself from Beyonce like the others did in Destiny's Child because y'all have said that she's the queen, so that must mean that the rest of us are nothing. Kelly looking at him going, don't try that shit with me. Mm-hmm. You got the right one today. Right. I'm Kelly. You know what I mean? And I respected that because, well, who are you to even think that I, I am number two? What number are you? Like, we all find ourselves in a position where you kind of have to play your position as a team. Because ultimately, sometimes it's about the team. It's not about you. It's about the team. And then when the team can develop into what we need the team to be, I'll get my moment to go out here and show you who's really number two and who's really number one. Mm -hmm. This is not a competition right now because we're on the same team. There is no one. There is no two because we're all in this together. So technically, it's one, 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 one. But society and people and audiences and haters and so on and so forth will make you feel like it's one, two, three, four. And then now as a three and a four, you feeling like I got to do something to be the one. And then you disrupt what's really happening between the one and the two and the three and the four. And now you ain't a team no more. Mm-hmm. All because somebody who's not even on the team or who's never even been in your position has a opinion about who you really are, whether you one, two, three or four. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's the most ridiculous thing. But if you allow that to get to you, then you start to make decisions that will impact you and affect you and your pride and your ego will have you going from being two to number 145 because somebody who didn't even have a number tried to label you. And that's bullshit. And you shouldn't listen. And I feel like that's what Kelly was giving him in this moment that he just wasn't wise enough to accept. Yeah, and I feel like it's um, partially being secure in who you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. When I look at my job and who I am, it's easy for someone to say, oh, you're low on the totem pole, right? Because of what I do, I don't see it that way. I see it that I'm running my own race, right? And, you know, where I am right now, I'm not in competition with anyone. I'm in competition with myself. It's me that I'm in competition with. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see it as like, oh, I'm here on this place or I'm at this level or, you know, like none of that. It's me going towards achieving my own goals. And I feel like with Destiny's Child, that was the team, right? Destiny's Child, and then when they broke off and did solo careers, I feel like they all found their own zone. So you know the background behind the song Survivor? Mm. So basically at that time when they wrote that song, it was because they were trying to get them to do a reality show where they were trying to pit all three of them against one of another. Really? Yeah. At that time, they were trying to pit Michelle against Kelly and Beyonce, all three of them. And they were trying to get a reality show. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be like a Survivor type of thing. Mm. And they was like, we're not doing that. And then that's when they wrote the song Survivor and did it together. And it's like, we are a unit together. We're not going to stop. We're not going to give up. Like, if you go back and listen to that song, Mm -hmm. it was you can't break us down because we are that team and that unit. And then even when they did their own solo things, if you look at it, Michelle found her lane. Yeah. Gospel. Yeah. Kelly found her lane. You know what I'm saying? And Beyonce found her lane. And it shouldn't matter about, cons- you know, success, but everyone found their own lane. And 
it didn't matter. Like What's they the weren't problem? in competition. It's like we doing our own things we and we're popping. successful. Yep. And we love each other. So why does it matter, you know, how the outside world views it? Because obviously Beyonce don't make Kelly feel like that. Mm-mm. But society is telling you that, oh, Beyonce is her, so you are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Society's saying that bullshit. What is society at the end of the day? Haters. That ain't there. That's not a part of it. Right? Like, say what you want about Kelly being number two. What number are you? Mm-hmm. And where, like, are you more doing better than Kelly? Chances are. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And Kelly could easily let that get to her head. And I say that to say that's the mentality that has forced situations like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen not speaking today, which to me is the most ridiculous thing ever. Right? Like, y'all are one of the best tag team tandems ever in the NBA in sports, period. Millionaires. Legacy. Legends. And Mike got his son going around here popping Scottie Pippen ex-wife just to prove a point. And that's that's how I know that it was a lack of security in who you are and how you feel about yourself and doubtfulness and ego. Yeah. Now, when you get rid of that and you're like, I'm me, you, you, we cool, that, that shit doesn't happen. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. We both lit. And the only person who's going to have some negative to say is somebody who ain't even been to this level. And if that's an opinion that you are going to throw your career away for over ego and pride and comments, hey, well, I don't know what will become of your destiny, child. All right. Because it's... Yeah, I know. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? I lose Scrappy. Or is it young Scrappy? Or is he just Scrappy now? It's, it's is he Scrap? It's is a little he, scrappy or scrappy, pee? scrappy. I don't know. Uh, scrappy, oh, scrappy. All right. Did you see the video of him and his mom? Yeah. Mama D going mm-hmm. at it? Poof. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard the clip, here it go. I just want to say this. I just okay. want to say this. You and my mama, this is my wife. Mm-hmm. I don't have nobody if y'all ain't with me. I don't have nobody. I'm okay. Like, all that talking, cuz. I need y'all to show me, cuz, for real. Okay. You gotta stop because you don't have nobody. That that should make you support this even more. Because you know I want somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even like I'm in love with this, all this. You know what I'm saying? And no one's arguing that. You know why I'm like I am with her? Because of what you saw me go through. I didn't know. No. I saw your lifestyle. I grew up in a whorehouse. I grew yep. up in a trap house. Yeah. So all I knew was that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I love you because you held it down and like you did what you had to do. But imagine you 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 never a had child to, point of view. You How never you had to sleep it? with your mama 24-7 because you couldn't go in your room. Okay. You never had to walk in on my dope. Yeah. You never had to walk in on my just just you know what I'm saying? The way I was raised, I had to deal with that because everything that happened, I had to deal with that. And I'm still dealing with it because ain't nobody come and take me to give me no help. Ain't nobody yep, got yep. me no help. Okay. I got I learned about that when I got older. Okay. Hey, so do you know this real good? Like this what okay. I, this in my head, in my head, my whole life. In my head. Okay. This I go through. Mm. I don't I can't even go to her, she hard. I can't go to you, you hard. So I'm on the concrete, my My granddaddy wow. ain't that hard. Wow. But guess what? And I ain't taking nothing from you because you put me there. You put money in, in, in my You You gave me to help my rap career and all that. 
Ain't nobody do that but you. So I love my mama. It's okay, though. And I love my wife. Yeah. But I love you. You feel me? Your son, but this is my baby. I just can't change his diaper. So, Katie, this, this touched me, yo, because there are a lot of people who are in the world right now. And maybe they didn't have bad parents. Maybe they didn't have toxic or abusive parents. All of us have had parents who weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And they failed us in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And if you're a parent, you're going to fail your child in certain areas. We're human. That's just the way it goes. Some of us have had parents who have failed a lot more than other parents. But either way, there may be certain things at some point in your life growing up where you become an adult and you are trying to fix or heal certain things within yourself that you may not necessarily need your parents' assistance on, but it certainly would be helpful. Mm -hmm. And you go to them to say, Mom, Dad, here's where you failed me. Here's where I need a little bit of help in order to get to the next level when they look at you as if you are out your mind because they're perfect. How could they ever have been wrong? That's some difficult shit to deal with, Katie. You know, mm-hmm. and hopefully if you go through that at some point in your life, your parents will get a little bit older, mature a little bit, and not fight you on that because they might not even realize where they were wrong. Mm-mm. They ain't do it intentionally or purposely, but if I'm telling you this is my feelings, and this is not only for people who want to say this to their parents, you may want to say this to your significant other, You may want to say this to your child. You may want to say this to your best friend, whomever. But there are a lot of situations in life when you want to tell someone, you hurt me. For whatever reason, you hurt me. And I had to heal. And there are so many people who will see that as a moment to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. That ain't that fucking moment, yo. Right? Like, who are you? you. It's not about you. If you love somebody, genuinely love somebody, and they come to you and say, you hurt me right here. That ain't your moment to say, no, I didn't, and here's why. That ain't your moment for that, especially if that's your child, your parent, your best friend. Just be a little more open to listen and willing to hear them out and see where they're coming from. Even if you disagree, sometimes it's better to just shut the fuck up and listen to where you might have done something that affected them to where you don't even realize it, and they just need you to listen to heal. Mm-hmm. They don't even need you to go back in time and fix it. They just need you to listen. And to me, in my opinion, that should never be difficult to do if you love the person that's trying to tell you that. That's true. How you feel? I wholeheartedly agree. Especially, like, with Mama D. Like, I think it's a a parent who's just in denial. Because I feel like the parent you are is based off the parent that you had. So whatever parent mm-hmm. you had growing up, right, mm-hmm. you try to be better. And so you may try to overcompensate in a certain area, but you're lacking in another area that you may not realize. And so when your child tells you and comes to tell you that, hey, you hurt me in this position, you're like, no, I try to be a better parent. Like, I try not to do this. And you don't want to accept that wherever you tried not to hurt, you hurt in a different area that you were lacking in. And you don't want to realize that because you're not seeing the full picture. Right. So at what point do you say, take accountability and be like, okay, well, maybe this isn't what I think. And, you know, maybe I need to stop being in denial about this and realize that I'm not perfect. 
I really do feel like the older I get, the more you should feel to yourself like, I don't want to leave anybody here with something that they need an answer for mm-hmm. that I could have gave them, but my selfish ass done left without giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants to be that person? Right? So if you're dealing with somebody, especially a child, you, whomever you may be, can be the most amazing person on the planet Earth. You are still not who you believe yourself to be to everybody in your life, to them. Mm-hmm. You're just not. In your mind, you was right in every situation because we all are the main character in our own movie. Yep. But if someone who is that attached to you, that connected to you, your child, your best friend, your parents, whatever it may be, comes to you and say, hey, here's a place where I feel like you can genuinely help me heal because you hurt me. In my opinion, that is your moment to shut the fuck up and listen, mm-hmm. even if you think you weren't wrong. Yep. Who's next? I tweeted a week. Tony Tone on Twitter said, I really wish some of you were happier so you would just leave the rest of us alone. What? That's it, Kate. That's all she said. She said, I wish some of you were happier so you would just leave the rest of us alone. What is that supposed to mean? That means that the people who are hating and running around being miserable are hating and miserable people. And Mm -hmm. she wishes, as a happy person, that the rest of the miserable people would, you know, just be happy. So that they wouldn't have to come around and rain on your happy parade. Okay. If the haters were happier, they wouldn't hate. That's true. Because, to quote the great fabulous, hating hoes ain't happy. (laughs) And happy hoes ain't hating. All right. That's what he said. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you what he said. Oh, F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Yo, U-S. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Who's next? All right, that's time for who you with. Carisha or Diddy? Why we got to pick? Well, I'm about to tell you why. Because can you want your side piece to be great? That's what this all boils down to, wait, Katie. Wait, wait, what? wait, wait. What? What do you mean want your side piece to be great? Can you want your side piece to be great? If you got a side piece, can you actually, in real time, want them to be great? Because some people will say, of course you can. That's my side piece, and I wish them the best. Other people will say, well, if you wish them the best, you will let them go because you are making them a side piece. Mm -hmm. Well, which piece of the side are you on? That's a hard question. (laughs) And that's why we're here. I think that depends on how much you respect your side piece. Wow. Okay. Well, whatever side you take of this take, I'm going to take the other side. Okay. So that we can debate it. Okay, okay. All right? Because I am in front of a rock and a hard place, Mm. as always. Shout out to Tisha. Nobody's ever on my side. You are Raymond, and I am Chris. All right. What? You're not. Everybody hates us? Yeah. No, everybody hates me. Everybody loves... Loves Raymond. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now you with me. All right. All right, so... Whatever side you don't take, I'm going to take the other one just so All we can right. debate it. Because if we don't debate topics, then they say, oh, my God, Katie and Mo think too much alike. They don't debate anything. If we do debate topics, they say, oh, my God, Mo is too aggressive with her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you want me to do? What, what do you want me to do? Yo? Katie, blink twice yes. if you need help. Yes. We need to save Katie. Mo, what do you want me to do? Yo? I can't win. I can't stand them sometimes. I cannot win. All right. So whatever take you take, I'll take the other. All right. All right. So Diddy. Oh, quick side note mm-hmm. about P. Diddy. Okay. I'm not supposed to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it. It's in the moment. Can't tell you who 
I got this information from. Ooh. But I thought the shit was hilarious, right? Yeah, it's exclusive, right? It's hilarious, right? So somebody I know mm-hmm. is at a like, little party. Diddy is there. They backstage. And so this guy kind of walks over or whatever, tells the person I know, hey, I'll move over. He's like, you know, gives him, like, disrespectfully, though. Like, yo, scoot over, big dog. Like, watch out. So they kind of looking at him like, all right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't really going to move, but... Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Like, so who are you? So Diddy come, come over to the back. The dude who said move over walks over to Diddy. He got a cup in his hand. It's a real nice cup. But the dude thought, like, that that was his cup. Diddy go, snap twice, Katie. Diddy ain't say a word. It's a true story. This ain't no bullshit you done heard in a little magazine or something. It's a true story. Diddy snapped twice. Dude walked over with the cup, tilted it in Diddy's mouth. He was sippy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my juice? (laughs) Wait. Wait. Why? Why sippy man got so much confidence? Wait. Yo, he... Yo, you walk around with the cop, big dog. Wait. Uh. <laughs> no. Okay. No. That's what did he do? <laughs> you don't get your three-year-old having ass. Oh, <laughs> my cup better never be empty. You hear me? Wait. Oh, oh, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Stop. 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 Choke Diddy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no way. Sick man was in there. So you asking me, you say, yo, you think Diddy paid his dude to, like, carry around his cup? Like, everywhere he go? Like, he put him on a jet? He put him everywhere he go just to carry the cup? I don't know. Man, I never had that kind of money. I don't know. But he said he was mad aggressive. He was talking to people who the green room move over. <laughs> so people was looking at him like, hold up, you was the sip sip man? Talking crazy? Wait, no, no sippy cup. Wait, you sippy Maguire. You're not going to talk. Who are you talking to? Wait. Yo. <gasps> oh, show me the Capri Sun having that. <laughs> no, you move over. Before I knock your cup out your head and you get fired. Who are you talking to? Just uh, that. Yo, nah. <laughs> 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 All right. So <laughs> that's only for any moment, listeners. Don't don't go telling that story everywhere. All right. That's just for you. Girl, let me tell you what I heard today. I know. <laughs> All right, give me in trouble. <laughs> you know, then he'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and here he go. Oh my God, I need Ooh. that kind of money. You just look at somebody and just give them a look, and you parched? <laughs> they come, yeah, they come, right? I got right. you, I got you. Oh, look. my God. Woo. Anyway, all right, so <laughs> if you don't know who Diddy is, now you do. Mm. You're working with that kind of money. Mm. Carisha, one half of the city girls. Hey, ow. So it went viral that she got some roses, obviously, sprinkled everywhere around her place, wherever she was, and... They said it was about $10,000 worth of roses. I wouldn't know. 
Never bought ten thousand dollars worth of roses. That's a waste of money. Well, that's how I feel too. <laughs> but Carisha was hype. And then I saw two sides of this debate, Katie. Saw people saying, Go ahead, girl. Go get him. Your man is sending you $10,000 worth of roses. It's lit. She posted it. Look at me. Ah, city girls. And I saw people saying, dummy, you ain't the only one trying to be the only one. You are one of 20. He's a billionaire. What's $10,000 to him? That don't even matter to him. You are just somebody who he is literally paying for your time and affection and attention, and love. Which side of this debate are you on? So I can take the other, and let's debate it. You know what? Mm-hmm. I want you to be Carisha. Whoa, just let me ride. Carisha! All, right. <laughs> All right. You want me to be like, you want me to explain why it's cool to be Carisha? Mm-hmm. And you going to explain why it's not cool to be Carisha? Yeah. All right, you go first or I go first? You go first. All right. I know you only picked this because you want to see me defend this side. That's fine. I ain't stupid. All right. I got it. I know. Um, You know what? Hey, man. All of our loves are flawed. Right? Like, whoever you choose to love, whoever you may be, they're going to have their flaws. And somebody else looking from the outside looking in may go, I would never love somebody who does that. Or who does that. Or who does that. And technically, we can all do that for each other's love. It's judgmental bullshit that don't really mean anything at the end of the day because whatever makes you happy is for you, period. So, yes, some of these women are from the outside looking in will go, wow, look at you just settling for that, just being a billionaire's fourth or fifth woman. But some of those women saying that are the second or third woman for a man who got $43. How are you better? Some of these women are with one guy that's not being loyal, has never been, will never be. You still married him mm. or you haven't left, but you got all this shit to say about Carisha. She minding her damn business. She never said she wanted to be married. She never said she wanted to pick a fence with the kids and the dog. You don't know what her goals are, what her ambitions are, where she wanted to be. So if she landed with Diddy, with a billionaire, and she happens to be one of the ten or whatever that he frequents, in rotation, and she's happy with that? Well, fuck you. That's what she wants. She's getting thousands of dollars worth of roses. I've also heard behind the scenes that she's getting about $250,000 a month in, what they call it? Allowance. Oh, so. I thought it was going to be ass support. Most of the women talking, <laughs> most of the women talking shit about her. Well, you can't match her. And half of the women talking shit about her would do the same thing if they were in the situation that she's in. So fuck them all. Live your life. Carisha. City girls. Still down 10, but they were down 40. So it's comeback season. That is what I leave you, the jury, on debate of the week. So how are we debating? Because what was Diddy's side? What you mean? What were they saying? No, there's no Diddy side. Oh, okay. There's people on the side of, why is you bragging? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're going to make me debate both sides. All right, fine. No, 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 no. I'm asking, what is the side I'm supposed to be debating now? So, all I'm right, like, so I'm going to give it to you. 
I'm going to get you. I'm going to present it to the jury the same way I presented the first side. You ready? Mm-hmm. You got to tell me what side you on now. Now you're going to have to just be the judge. You ready? No, I was going to debate the other side. I just Now I got now confused you when you said that. I, that that I mean? was really good. Because I came from so somewhere. So now I'm like, wait, right. I ain't got no debate. I, like, I, I used mean? to want to be a lawyer before I was a comedian. So <laughs> like, now you're giving me an opportunity to do what I wanted to do. So now if I'm coming from the other side, here I'm, here's how I'm coming. Yo, like, that's what you hype about? Oh. First of all, you're a city girl. So yeah. you popping. You got JT by your side, y'all running around making hits. Like, you not somebody that's out here starving for attention. Just need to be up under a man to really make it happen. Like, you getting millions on your own. You popping like that. Have some worth. You should be having a roster as opposed to being a part of a roster. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's a billionaire. What's $10,000 of flowers to a billionaire? It's not like somebody got you $10,000 of flowers when they only had 30000 That's a whole different situation. That's the man you should be with because that's the man that really loves you, appreciates you. He's willing to give up a big percentage of what he has in order to be a part of your life. You're dealing with a man that that's light to him. You're, not, you're nothing. You're just a come and go. Here's $10,000 of flowers to keep you happy because I know that that'll keep you in this roster because I'm not, I can't afford to give you my time because you're not worth that. So what I will do is give you my money so that I can keep you around and still spread my time around a lot of different women. And at the end of the day, you just one of the many. You ain't Carisha from the city, girls. You just a girl from the city. And that's what you settled on. And that is not something to be proud of. And that's how I'll leave my debate for the jury. Carisha won. Tell me why. Because... You can say, oh, why are you doing this, you little, like, bimbo? Why would you and you're not the only one and blah, 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 whatever. They're both of a high status, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's not what I'm looking for, which she's made that known. I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm going to take you for whatever you got. You going to give me whatever? All right, if I'm number one, cool, because I'm not looking for anything serious. So what you give me is just a bonus because I'm just having fun, too. I'm here for a good time, not a long time either. I'm not trying to marry Diddy. It's Diddy. We know where his heart is, and it's in the grave. So why not having fun? Enjoy. Mm, that was deep. I see what you said, too. With his heart is in the grave. That was fire. That was a bar. <laughs> All right. So, shit, I don't know who to decide because I feel like I did a pretty damn good, decent did. job you on did. both sides. You did. You did. I can't you even did. be mad. But, all right. So, Katie chose Carisha. Who do you choose? Leave it in the comments. Thank you all for listening to part two of In the Moment. Stay tuned for part three where I'm going to ask Katie a question about if you can actually give someone you love a knockoff gift. And I have a feeling her answer will be nasty. Ow. There are a lot of people, unfortunately, who have to spend the holidays alone. And, you know, this time of year may start to make you feel anxious and maybe you aren't going out as much as you were over the summer. And these are a lot of the signs that maybe it would help to talk to somebody. And you can do that. You can start for free with Port Counseling Group. That's P-O-R-T Counseling Group. Port specializes in redefining the roles you've played in your family getting through the holidays after experiencing loss, co-parenting, premarital counseling, family of origin issues, breaking negative patterns, and so much more. Even if you don't think therapy is up your alley, you can talk to Port's lead counselor, Miranda, for free to determine if it's the right fit for you. Wait, I can talk to her for free? For free! I didn't know that. See? You better call Miranda and stop playing. I'm sad. I know. There's a lot of people who don't realize that, yes, I know therapy is typically extremely expensive, but what if you can actually get someone who can point you in the right direction for free? I like that. 
then you might be able to give it a better chance. And Port can help you to navigate those difficult and hard to respond to questions you'll be getting from your family this holiday season. So don't feel like you are alone if you do find yourself in a position where you might have to be alone for the holiday season. Reach out to Port Counseling Group, and they'll be willing to help you get through whatever it is you are experiencing. It's important to have someone to talk to around the holidays. Speak to someone today at portcg.com moment. That's moment, M-O-E-M-E-N-T.